If you brought your Bible, turn with me today to the book of James, if you would please, the little book of James for just a moment. Uh, it's uh, 11.30, and uh, we're bumping right along. We're going to get down here pretty quick. You know, uh, the older I get, the more confused I get about what's going on around us. I saw yesterday on the news uh, the atheists and Christians were protesting because somebody didn't like Muslims in Irving. I'm sure atheists and Christians have a lot in common. And uh, they were there just showing their brother the love. Enough to gag a maggot. Uh, I don't know if that's good terminology or not, but it, it just absolutely... And I watched yesterday about that shooting spree in Colorado Springs, Colorado, killed three innocent people and nine injured. All of those who suffered were, entered, were innocent. I wonder what they were practicing in that parenthood situation. I wonder if anybody innocent had died in there. We're mixed up, man. We're saving tadpoles and killing kids. And long as our supreme legislative court says it's legal, we can kill babies. Well, I got a got a straw and I got a burr under my saddle today, so you just have to have to enjoy the good time that we're gonna have. We're mixed up, man. We are mixed up. I want you to look at the book of James. And for those folks who are not here, would you relate to them that the preacher said we're mixed up? We're in a mess in America. We are in a mess. I don't even know if Trump can fix it or not. Somebody said, well, I tell you, I just can't vote for that guy. He ain't got no sense. Who'd you fought for last time? Could he get in? Let's go. <laughs> Verse number 13 of chapter 1. I probably won't get this done, but I'll get done in time for you to have lunch. Let no man say when he is tempted that God made this mess. That I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust 
and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And uh, when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. Now watch this. Do not err, my beloved brother. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. Lust, when it is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. God did not do all of this. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from above, cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be the kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay, a, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. I would like to just bring you a thought out of verse number 17. Every good and every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights. Watch this. With whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. I'd like to speak to you for just a moment on an unchanging God in a quickly changing world. We're living in a changing, changing world. We're living among a changing society. It's amazing how the society has changed in my short lifetime. We didn't even know what political correctness was till just a few years ago. Now we are so politically concerned, we're even afraid of the truth. We dare not speak the truth for fear we'll get in trouble with those who are politically correct. Our families are changing. They're spread out more, and they're not as close as they used to be. And We're living in a very rapid, changing world. Our friends are changing. If you don't believe that, just get saved, start acting like it, and see if your friends won't change. Stop drinking, cussing, sleeping with everybody else's wife, doing right, and see how your friends treat you. Our friends are changing. Our finances are changing. Amen. They are. Our features are changing. Suck it up, guys. You said you can't suck it up no more, right? Huh? Geographically, you have rearranged, right? 
and things are falling and things are dripping and things are turning loose and things are leaving. Can you say amen? And we're changing. I pulled under the deal this morning and didn't want to get my hair wet, both of them. <laughs> and I was going to run in and get an umbrella and go take my truck and park it in the shop and jumped up and said, hey, I'll go get, I'll take your truck. I said, you need an umbrella? He said, I have no hair to get wet. It just slides off, he said. So our features are changing. Our friends are changing. Just look about you. Our morals are changing. Now, we used to be a moral nation. We no longer are a moral nation. No, it's not politically correct to be moral anymore. We cannot say anything about immorality. Why? Lord, have mercy. We, 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 we've having sex changes and everything else now. Nobody, uh, you know, if, you, if, if I perform a wedding now, I have to say, will you, whatever you are, take whatever you're hoping to be, to be whatever you think you'll be? Huh? You say that's unkind. Let me give you a Greek word. <laughs> We're living in a changing society. And it seems like we might... Maybe God ought to change. Maybe God's changed. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, where in the world do we get right from wrong? Where do we get uh, sin from uh, uh, salvation? Where, where do we find out any of this? This book right here. Uh, good didn't come out of man. There's none good. None that doeth good. No, not one. There's none that understand God. None seeketh after God. And uh, if we throw this book away, we've thrown every standard that we have as a society out the door. And so we need to really be careful in this change in society in which we live. You just think about it, if you would, please. Uh, people are changing. Our value system are changing. You know, we, we protect rattlesnakes and kill babies. We spend millions of dollars to free a, a, a trapped whale in, in, in Los Angeles, and, and uh, we can't afford to feed the hungry babies in America. We are really in bad shape in this, in this country. You think about it, uh, our bodies are changing. That's enough of that. Uh, we're more educated, we're more professional, we have a fuller head and a more empty heart than ever before. We are living in a changing society, a changing world, a changing society, a changing church. Uh, you know, uh, I like the old song, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. You know, I, I'm just going to stand on the book, stand on God of the book, stand on the Christ of the book. And uh, that's what our church is going to stand on from here on. Amen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Amen. Uh, I, I don't need. Did you know that if you read in the Bible, you'll find a religion called Judaism? Do you know that's a cult? Anything that does not believe that Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, if you don't believe in the Trinity, you're a cult. If you don't believe in the Trinity, you can't be saved. If you believe in the Trinity, you can be saved. Do you know? Muslims don't believe in the Trinity. Uh, did you know that Mormons don't believe in the Trinity? You know that Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in the Trinity. Did you know that? Then why in the world are we so careful about saying anything about Muslims and the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses? 
Somebody said, what are you Baptist? We're idiots. We just believe that book. And I am sick up to here with being political correct with the devil's crowd. Why in the world should I apologize for believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the birth, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? Why should I apologize for our God coming to this earth and redeeming the worst he could find and giving the best he had to redeem us? And we got to apologize to a bunch of devils that don't even believe in the book. Well, we just ought to love everybody. Do you know those folks that talk about love don't even know what love is? I, I just love to ask folks. What is your definition of love? Well, my definition of love is when chill bumps run down my back when I see her out on the football field doing her cheers. Or I feel chill bumps when he runs up and down the, with a pigskin in his hand, flexing his muscles as he goes across the, the field goal. Now, that's not love. That's lust. That's lust. That's what people do when they see my body. <laughs> Me and Popeye. But love is not what you see standing on the side of the street with nose rings and eye rings and eye rings and tongue rings and everything else tattooed all over saying I love everybody that, 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 it's, it's enough to make a preacher want to preach and get in trouble that he'll never get out of but we're living in a society that is changing so rapidly that I don't understand it but there's one thing I do know with God, there is no variableness and shadow of turning. If it was wrong 20 years ago, it's wrong today. If it was a sin 20 years ago, it's a sin today. If it was right 20 years ago, it's right today. And if they'll throw you in jail for it 200 years ago, they'll throw you in jail for it 200 years from now. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. The Bible says in, Ma in, in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, I am the Lord. I change not. Now, this may change. And this has changed. This may change. And that has changed. But God won't ever ever, ever change. Not ever. Not to please Obama or to please Obama's mama or to please Trump or all the Trumpets. God will
Young folk, you'll not change. You'll be the same when you're a good-looking old man like me. He'll not change. Now, you'll change. Yes, you will. You'll change. You'll change your mind. Probably before we get out of here today. But God won't change. God is not going to change. God cannot change. God is perfect. And perfect cannot change. Because there's nothing better than perfect. And perfect cannot go backwards and get worse. God cannot change. In my God, there is no variableness at all or shadow of turning. Your situation may change, but God will not change. The second law of thermodynamics declares that everything tends to wear out, run down, and disintegrate. Everything that is but God. Because God does not wear out, God will not run down, and God will not change because there is no variableness or shadow of turning with God. I'm so glad to introduce to you today to the God that was the same yesterday and today and forever. Hallelujah for the Lamb. Thank God for a God that does not change and that we are the ones who must change if there's any changing to be done. Well, I've got 10 minutes to finish this sermon. Variableness means the act or the apt to change. Variableness means unstable. Variableness means the shifting or to be fickle. Thank God that there's none of that in our God. There's no variableness, neither shadow of turning with God. Now notice, in regards to his precious record, the Bible. Now man has tried to change it to suit their religion. Preachers have tried to change it to suit their sermons. But with God, there is no change in His Word. It's settled, written down. It's done. What I can't understand is why we have legislate sex in America. Who gave a bunch of judges with their black pajamas on the right to dictate sex. They did not originate sex. They did not create sex. God came up with that deal. 
So why not let God dictate sex and determine sex? Because God's not going to change. Isn't it amazing that all the folks who's living together in a fornicative relationship are throwing rocks at folks who's having sex between male and male. Who legislates sex? God or the Supreme Court? Well, (laughs) please help me. Glad that other bunch ain't here. Amen, preacher! And we gripe and complain about, oh, my God, why don't we just believe this book? There is no verbalness with God, even if it is 2015. We just change the terminology a little bit. But I thank God that there is no verbalness when it comes to God's precious record, the Word of God. Psalms 119 verse 89 says, Thy word, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven forever. Does anybody believe that? Does anybody believe that? In other words, the Supreme Court can change, but God's not going to change. Baptist churches will change, but God's not going to change. Society will change, but God's not going to change. It is forever settled in heaven. This is an inspired book. Not only is it an inspired book, it is an indestructible book. Do you know how many kings and tyrants have tried to burn this thing away and to rid this world of this book? Do you know how many folks have tried to destroy this book and it's still the bestseller? Uh, you know what I mean? Now they're trying to revise it. Now they're trying to re- revisit it. Now they're trying to do everything in the world. This book is an inspired book. It is an instructable book. It is an inexhaustible book. You can read it the rest of your life. You can read it every day of your life. You can read it until the cows come home and you still will not exhaust this book. It'll be fresh and new every time you read it. I mean, it's good. It's living. It is an inexhaustible book. It is an indispensable book. You take this book out of society, and you have got just an absolute mob. We, take, we took this out of our school, and what do we have? Now we got drug dogs instead of this book. We kicked the Ten Commandments out of our, out of our, uh, out of our uh, uh, government buildings, and now what do we have? Uh, we got the Obama administration. You say, well, what we have if the Trumps get in there? A Trump administration. It is an inexhaustible book. I thought I was preaching to a bunch of Baptists, not Episcopalians. It is an imperishable book. It will last forever. Peter said that this book is a, such a gracious book that the word of God endureth forever. 
He says that it is a corruptible, incorruptible seed by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know with God, we don't need to change his book. There's no variableness with God. There's no gray with God. It's all black or white with God. It's just that we've graded up pretty good. And we've made it to suit us. But I want you to know something. We'll not be judged by our own own whims will be judged by God's book. It is an imperishable book. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It is an impeccable book. <laughs> that means it is tried seven times in the furnace of God and purified like gold that has been pured by seven, seven times. And it has been preserved for all generations. Don't be ashamed of this book. Don't. Why is it we've kicked this one out and put the Koran down at our schoolhouse? Why is it they can teach the Koran down to our kids and they can't teach this? Something wrong with this book. Kind of like the little missionary lady gave a little boy a Bible one time. And after two or three days, a little missionary kid brought the Bible back and said, Ma'am, you can have this thing back. And uh, the missionary said, Well, son, what's wrong? He said, Well, every time I read it, it kicks me. You know what's wrong with America? They don't like being kicked. There's no variableness. A shadow of turning when it comes to God in this book. Hmm? None. I don't want to mess with this book. I just want to read it and try to live it. Now, I need to change some of it because it don't fit me very good. I can tell it fits you, though. This book is impeccable. How would you like to be in Columbus sailing out across the ocean, figuring the next day you're going to fall off the end of the earth because the earth is square? Too bad somebody didn't read the book of Job when it talked about the circle of the earth. It's been right scientifically long before the scientists ever got here. You know, when I was a kid, veterinarians were real smart. I've watched veterinarians, so-called, pull a cow's tongue out this far and scrape all those taste glands out of their tongue because those are worms. Would you let me be your vet? Did you know that George Washington was bled three times? Last time he took a quart out and he died. Do you know until 1600, one of the greatest medical procedure was bleeding folk because we reproduced too much blood. 
until somebody read Leviticus and said the life of the flesh is in the blood. We've always been smarter than God. That book's been right. It's impeccable. It's impeccable scientifically. It's impeccable uh, astronomically. It, 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 you know, somebody counted the stars several years. There's only 1,300 and some stars. Till somebody invented a telescope. Isn't it amazing that God already told them the stars was unnumberable? The stars of the sand of the sea. That book's impeccable. You'll find more contradictions in the Koran and the Book of Mormons than you'll find in any book ever written. But you can't find one in this one. God, what we need to realize is today, God ain't adjusting to us. There's no variableness in God. No, no shadow of turning. He says it, he means it, and that's it. And you ain't getting away with it. I'm not getting away with it. This world's not getting away with it. Because with God, there's just no adjusting. This book is impeccable. Scientifically, Historically, prophetically, medically, geologically, this book is absolutely impeccable. There is no variableness when it comes to God and His Word. Could I have an amen? Well, it's 12 o'clock this time for me to go home. You say, why? Because I'm hungry. And you look like you're tired. Now this will make you mad just a minute. With God, there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning, with regards to God's provision for our redemption. Now let me quote you a verse. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. God said, He hath made Christ to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You're going to get mad at me because there's a strong declaration. Watch this. Neither is there salvation in any other. Would you say that's kind of narrow? There's no way a sinner can get to heaven except through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, not a way, 
not another way. I am the way. I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. No man come to the Father but by me. Now, do you think maybe we ought to ask God to adjust that a little bit? Don't you think that's kind of narrow? Don't, don't. God, is there another page we could read, Lord? You notice he did not say there's a Baptist way, and a Pentecostal way, and a Muslim way, and a Mormon way, and a Church of Christ way. He said there's a way, and I am the way, I am the only way. That's strong. Would you say that's strong? I said, would you say that's strong? You say, that's not fair. That's not fair. Hey, look, I didn't write it. I'm having trouble preaching it and a lot more trouble living it. That is strong, buddy. That is strong. If I were to stand on the street corner over yonder where all the Muslims, the atheists, and the Christians were yesterday showing their love at the mosque, and I'd stand up and say, Muhammad, if he didn't believe in Christ, is in hell today. Now, that would get a lifted eyebrow. And I can go to Salt Lake City and say, if Joseph Smith did not receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior, I don't care how much peanut butter he's ate, He's in hell today if he didn't get there Jesus' way. Not a Baptist way, not Wolfenbarger's way, but God's way. And with God there is no valueness or shadow of turning. Jack, that's a fact. Can anybody say amen? So quit apologizing. Quit living a life of apology. Quit trying to be politically correct, bless God. Just be Biblically correct, and that'll be good enough for you and God. Quit apologizing for being saved. Don't apologize for having your name written in the Lamb Book of Life, written there by the Lamb who gave his life that you and I might be saved. A strong declaration, a single declaration, neither is there any other name under heaven given whereby man must be saved. You can go to Muhammad and you can't get saved through Muhammad. You can go to Buddha and he's still fat. But Jesus, is the only name given among men whereby you must be saved. Did you ever hear that old song? There's just something about that name. You say, you don't know what you're talking about. You mean I'm as old and good look as I am and I don't know what I'm talking about? You want to try something? Everybody now, I need your cooperation. On everybody on this side right here on three, say Moses. One, two, Moses. Let's do it again. This time on three, not two and a half. Mike, three is one, two, three. One, two, Moses. Let's try another name. 
on free. Let's just say the name of Jesus. One, two. Feel something come strange in you? Say it a little softer. One, two. something about that name. At that name, angels will bow. That name, every knee shall bow. That name, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. There's just something about that name. What is it? It's the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. We can't adjust that. God will not give on that. With Him, there is no veriness or shadow of tongue. Hallelujah. I got a clue. I said that earlier. Now, I'm going to close. This is how you close. You just shut up. But I'd like to leave one thing for you that we leave out an awful lot anymore. With God, there is no veriness or shadow of turning in regards to the punishment of the rebellious. I read it for you in closing. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. I wish I could change that. I don't want anybody to go to hell. But I'm not the one in charge. And God said, I won't give on that one iota. It's either Jesus or it's hell. He paid your price you might have his peace. He took our hell that we could enjoy his heaven. And it is your choice. Little scripture hid way over yonder in the book of Numbers. I read it for you. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, 
and shall he not make it good? Do not err, my brethren. Don't you miss this. You miss this. You miss it all. No matter what your lust may call you to do, or what your lust may be driving you to do, or what your flesh may be calling out to do, James said, do not err, my brother. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. From the Father, who, without barrenness, and shadow of turn. Dear Lord, why don't we start believing this book again? Now, some of you folk are going to leave mad at me today. All because I defended your God your book, your Savior, your heaven, and tried to warn your friends about a hell. And you're going to get mad at me. Why in the world? Oh, I guess it's because we're living in a mixed up world. People are changing every day. 